Hello there, welcome back to another episode of The Root of All Ashley. I'm your host, Ashley, of course, Ashley Majestic, um, Supreme Ruler, um, Your Highness, um, Oh, You're So Funny, or Hey You, What Are You Doing in My Closet? I mean, whichever you want to prefer to call me by, I, I, you know, I don't discriminate. Um, so with me today is, of course, my co-host, as always, Adriana. Adriana, say hello. That wasn't me in your closet, I promise. I went in there to borrow a pair of socks, and I just happened to be in there. Please don't judge me. There's, we're way past the judgment phase. Like, all the judgments are there. <sighs> Damn it. So, and we have another returning host, uh, is, you know, the lovely Sarah. I'm just surprised you never come meet in your closet. I'm just saying. I have multiple closets. Are you in the other one? Might be. Okay. It's a little musty in here. <laughs> all right, yeah, well, hey, listen. That's where all of our winter clothes are stored, so it's gonna be a little musty. Okay, well, all right. I'm gonna spray some Febreze, man. Hey, well, I have the apple cinnamon one, so, you know, you can use that one when it smells nice. Is that, oh, yeah. is that why I smell mothballs? Huh, okay. Mm. So, well, today, we were, this was supposed to be a special episode where it's gonna be a little bit more chaotic because we're gonna have four people on. We are gonna have you know the returning guest host Jeffrey here along with Sarah. Oh, and, you know, he has not responded to the messages, phone call, so we will continue to shit talk him. And you know, it's a little disappointing because he seemed on board for this episode and you know, he's just disappeared. So, you know, maybe hopefully he's in a hospital because if not, I don't know what's a good excuse and we can kick his ass later. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, so go ahead and get the start, because I'm pretty sure this is going to be a drawn-out conversation between all of us. Um, Today's topic is conspiracy theories. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun. Dun-dun. So, with the conspiracy theories, I mean, we kind of of lightly touched up on it, like, last episode. Now, there's no specific guideline. We can talk about the stupidest ones, your favorite, your the funniest uh, conspiracy theories that turn out to be true. I mean, just there again, it's just conspiracy theories. That's all there is to it. And you know, we're gonna we're gonna change who starts for once. And Adrian, talk to us about one of your favorites or conspiracy theory off the top of your head. I knew you were gonna do that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> How the turntables. <laughs> what okay yeah how the turd turns all right uh so conspiracy theory and now granted for those of you who do not know or live under a rock i'm a black man african-american children of the lord black jesus yes everything in between so the one conspiracy theory that i've been hearing about for years say it with me folks black men have extra bone in their legs to make them run faster Let's see, what else? Um, you know, black guys eat fried chicken and watermelon. Um, let's see. Oh, we have our own language, um, Ebonics. And yeah, on, on top of that, I mean, nothing really positive. And uh, see, that, that's one conspiracy theory. By all means, you guys can talk about that if you wish. If not, I'll continue because I've heard so much more in my life. Well, continue, but also... Set the record straight for everyone that black men do not have an extra bone. No, we do not. Um, I don't like to run a lot, and uh, I was never really into sports. You know, I was more of a computer geek, did a whole lot of reading. I ran if I had to, 
um, ran from police, ran from parents, ran from enemies, stuff like that. So, no, I'm not really that fast. And I'm not really a big watermelon kind of guy. I mean, chicken is tremendous. And also, on top of that, Ashford, do you know the origin of why black people like fried chicken so much? I feel triggered. <laughs> I feel so triggered. I Any... watched chicken rings because I just haven't had wings in a long time with Robin and whatnot. And I was like, I want some fucking chicken. And then I watched oh. a snack on watermelon and pineapples and then, like, you know, later on. And so you're just saying that. It's like, oh, oh wait. Okay, no, I was going to ask a serious question. Wait, so there's actually, you know, a theory or a rumor that people say that, you know, like black people have an extra bone in their legs or something? Because I've never heard of that. Absolutely. Trust me. Yeah, because um, way back when, you know, when people were ignorant, they still are, there was this myth and there was this conspiracy theory that all African-American men had an extra bone in their leg, an extra muscle to make them run faster. Hence, track and field, football, everything, you know, like most African-Americans at the time dominated all sports. So they had to come up with a conspiracy theory that we had an extra bone in our leg to make us run faster. Absolutely. How insane, how asinine that sounds. People actually believe that for the longest time. It's so funny. The first time you brought that up, I thought you were joking because um, I had never heard that before. What I had heard... And I don't know if this is 100% true. In fact, you know what? Let me Google it while I'm talking about it. But what I had heard was that um, African-American people in general have a slightly longer femur. That too. That too. We've, you know, I mean, there's been so many theories, you know, about you know, about black men and about black people in general. You know, it's hilarious. And so talking about the chicken and watermelon thing, Ashford, is back in the slavery days, you know, the slaves would actually fry chicken because it would sit in the sun and outside in the elements, you know, all the bugs and everything would attract, would attract the, you know, like the fried chicken outer skin. So the slaves can peel off the fried part and eat, and eat the actual chicken. The watermelon part is, of course, you know, the outer shell of the watermelon and the inside, you know, what's all the healthiness. So that's where the, of course, the conspiracy theory myth is that black people love fried chicken and watermelon. Voila. So, question. Mm -hmm. Where does the Kool-Aid come in? Because I've heard it's, it's uh, chicken, watermelon, and Kool-Aid. So from my experience, growing up poor, shocker, shocker, is Kool-Aid was the most inexpensive thing to buy. Mm. Yeah, it's like I, I agree. I mean, I come from a pretty like broke household, and Kool Aid was was pretty much the drink of choice, and it was either the water from the hose outside or Kool Aid, and mm. it's not Kool Aid unless you chase the diabetes in it. Absolutely <laughs> true. You have to. Be able to I actually diabetes. have the Kool Aid pouches in my fridge. Yeah, diabetes. Yeah, so that uh, was. It's... Oh, go ahead. 
no, 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 nothing else. Like I'm an adult with adult money. I do what I want. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I feel you judging me. No, so that's what it was. I mean, I mean, it was mainly just more poverty-stricken theories. Um, you know, yeah, what you know, the black community had. And also another conspiracy theory that has been debated about for ages and upon ages upon ages, which I don't really get into. Uh, there is a conspiracy theory that Jesus was a black man. If you do your history and read all the versions of the Bible, and they talk about hair of wool, you know, you know, darkened skin, blah, 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 blah. So it was interpreted like just many other things that Jesus was a black man. Hence, that all of the, you know, the black African-American people have been treated so poorly over the past 400 years, slavery, racism, everything of the sort, is because we are all children of God. And we get to go to heaven because of the hell we've been put through for all these years continuing. Hmm. See, I hadn't heard that one either. Now, I had heard that Jesus was black, but really, Jesus technically was from Israel, right? So he was... Middle Eastern, so he could be literally any shade of brown, black, and I guess kind of tan. Yeah, so that's what I mean is I'm all for, like, for, by all means, I for sure do not buy the whole Jesus is white thing. Uh, oh no. Ever since I was like in middle school, I think, I, like, I actually had thought to it. Um, I, I mean, I'm not religious and, you know, and whatnot, but yeah, I, it, it makes zero sense that in the Middle East that a white, a very light-skinned man with brown hair, like, now, if this was, like, in, the, in like, in Europe or in Italy or something, okay, sure, you know, Jesus, like, he liked the, the spicy meatball. That's fine. But <laughs> it's the Middle East. In the Middle East, you have all different shades and skin tones um, from very dark tone to, like, a light Skin tone, um, not light skin tone, like, uh, like, like my husband, you both have met my husband, so you know, like, the shade of, and he's from the Middle East, so, you mm -hmm. know, and his hair texture, it's not smooth, and, you know, like, my hair would be, or something, but it's not the same texture as a black person's is either, it's kind of like somewhere in between, so I would think to me, it makes more sense for me personally to think, to, like, I mean, I personally believe that Jesus was Middle Eastern. But, at the same time, Africa is very connected to the Middle East as well. It's not very far. And then, you know, th people think of Egypt, they think of Arabs and Egyptians because they're Muslim and stuff. But Egypt is in the northwest region of Africa. So, you know, all these lands. So, you know, you have all these different types of people around that time. So he could have very well have been black or he could have been a lighter skin tone, like Middle Eastern. So. I'm all for either one of those. Like, by all means, someone that says, hey, can confirm Jesus was this. I'm like, well, I mean, I could have told you that. But the whole him looking like Obi-Wan Kenobi, I just don't buy it. <laughs> oh, no, he does not look like Obi-Wan Kenobi. And it makes me giggle every time I see that picture of the grandma that thought that was Jesus. Um, <clears throat> it makes me laugh every time. But to me, you got to remember that at that time, Rome was in control of Israel, okay? So he could literally look like anything, any mixture of anything, because the Romans um, essentially just assimilated everybody like the Borg, and just everyone was Roman. So there was like, no, you're this, you're that, you're that, you're a Roman. 
So to be um, Jewish at that time was dangerous for you. But um, quite frankly, I, I believe he's Middle Eastern. And Middle Eastern people, like you said, can literally be any color. Literally. Like, that, that any shape is what a Middle Eastern person can be. And so to me, um, I, I, I would never think that he looks like freaking Obi-Wan Kenobi. I genuinely think that he's probably black or at least not white, you know? Yeah. Um, because there's no way on earth that he would be like what these representations of him are, where his hair is smooth and he's got blue eyes and he's white as snow. It's not possible. It, it is not possible unless his ancestors immigrated from the north, which is, I mean, technically possible because of Rome and all that, but it was rare, super rare. And his family was very poor. So there's no way that he could have had family that immigrated from the north unless they lost their fortune because typically speaking, if you could at that time come from somewhere north that was settled like Britain, Gaul, any of that, you would have to have money to move further down and settle there unless you were in the military and were stationed there, which there's no mention of his family having been military. Mm-hmm. So... Which, which leads me to my second conspiracy theory, and then I'll sit back, I'll hold the microphone, and I'll let you two have a good time. So, my second conspiracy theory is that all of this is in our heads. Every single stitch of our lives is in our heads. And we have created, each and every single one of us have created a life for ourselves that we don't have full control yet. Some of us do, some of us don't. And and there is no such thing as in the end, everything is continuous. Because once you're done with this particular module or session, you continue on to the next module or, or session. You know, your memories get erased, you start all over again because you create this. That's just my humble opinion. Interesting. Ashford, you get really quiet on this one. Well, I don't know. Uh, that one, like everything, it's all, it's all in our heads. That can be subjective. I mean, obviously your own life and your own personal, personal um, perspective, yeah, it clearly is in our mind because we're all connected, like our internal organs, our blood vessels, everything. We're all literally connected to the brain. Without the brain, we're, we're just meat sacks, which we kind of already are. But um, so... In a certain perspective, I do agree with that. Everything is in our head, but now certain realities and whatnot, that's that's a little different for me. So that's where the term, the saying goes, life is how you make it. And again, because it's in your, in your perspective, you view other people, you see other people. And, you know, and if you take a second, like, wow, this person is living their entirely, their own life. They're probably looking at me and like, they look at other people. Um, you know, I'm not going to see this person ever again in my life because I just simply sat next to them at a red light, but they're going to go on to live this entire life of theirs. And, and so it's like, so yeah, again, everyone has their own lives, their own mind creates their own, their own life. But I feel like that's like as far as it goes in a sense, because the universe is very vast and things are well beyond us and our minds and our bodies. But I also like the fact that our minds 
only a small percentage do we actually use. The more uh, the mind can be unlocked, you see people that are, um, I forgot the word for it, but uh, they're very smart. They have skills, all these developments, people that are able to know seven languages in one go. And well, for people like me, I can, English is primary, I know some basic Spanish, and I know a few words in Arabic, and that's it. You know, so it's like, it's different levels, so the more brain can get unlocked, who knows the capabilities that a mind can create, and maybe my brain as of right now is doing things that my consciousness is just not aware of. Well, let me ask you a question, the both of you, let me ask you a question. Have you, you know, encountered somebody and just on the, on, on the street or in, or, in a, or in a restaurant, you see them one time, and you have this weird vibe with them, you don't speak to them, you don't interact with them, you just stare at them. And then maybe a month or two down the road, maybe a year down the road, you see that same person again. Or when you're young, you feel like you don't belong. You feel like, you know, there's a certain part of you really doesn't fit in. And I believe that's, you know, all part of, you know, slowly things unlocking in your brain that allows you to make up what's going on, you know, in the course of your life. Sometimes you forget that you have control over this. That's why certain life choices will either make you, you know, wealthy or put you in poverty or make you make a bad choice in friends, relationship, jobs, stuff of that nature. Then eventually you do regain that balance and you do regain that control. Once you do, it's time for you to move on to the next session. And that's called death. And you start all over again. Hmm. See, I think that's a very interesting thought, but I just can't get behind that. Because for me, and mind you, I'm fully aware of other people's um, belief systems and fully supportive of other people's belief systems. I'm just putting that out there. But for me, myself, I like to think that my life has a meaning, that it's not just some virtual reality. Like, I want to have a meaning to my life. There has to be a meaning to everything that I've been through, everything that I've experienced, everything, every person that has touched my life and every life that I have touched. And so to me, and I say this with the utmost respect, when you said that I had like a gut reaction of, oh, hell no, you know, like that was my first reaction was like, mm -mm, absolutely not. I cannot accept that in my bones, you know? And that's not very open of me. And I understand that. That was kind of very wrong of me to immediately have that knee-jerk reaction. But I put so much into my belief system in that, like, I believe everyone will get what they believe in. So if this is what you believe, perhaps you'll have your next cycle when you eventually pass on. But... In that way, I believe that I will be reincarnated. You know what I mean? So, like, it could very well be the exact same thing. We don't know unless we died and we can remember it. We can recall, you know? And it, that could be what reincarnation is, and it's another cycle. But at the same time, I don't like the idea that my life is meaningless. I, it's, it's not necessarily meaningless. It's what you, it's what you create of it. You know, I mean, if you feel that your life has no meaning, then that's something you create. If you feel that you're here for a reason and you have certain goals and aspirations, 
then that's what you're getting, you know, that's what your mind is going to do subconsciously. <clears throat> and once again, it's just, just a conspiracy theory. You know, it's, you know, it's not meant to, to quote unquote, as the kids would say, trigger anything, but you know, it just, you know, it's just a small belief system. So that is my two theories since Ashford has so eloquently made me go first, evil woman, pox on your firstborn. Um, so we will circle around to Ashford. What are your conspiracy theories? So I actually have quite a few tabs and quite a few things I actually write down because I had some time tonight. So for like the last hour, I've been sitting here on my laptop and jotting down some of my own notes and pulling up some of my own favorite things as long as, as well as really stupid ones, conspiracy theories that came up true. So I'm trying to think which one I want to choose from because I don't think we're going to have time for everything. So I guess the first one, the two I'm going to talk about the most, and then I'm going to try to fit in the other ones uh, after Sarah goes. So the first one, which is probably like one of my favorite ones to think about, obviously number one is ancient Egypt aliens um, being involved with the ancient world and stuff like that. But that's for a whole other episode, and I feel like that's kind of like the most common thing. So I won't talk about this time around, but I will talk about it in another episode later on. So basically, have you ever heard about the conspiracy theories about the cave disappearances in the United States? No. Okay. So I'm going to put this in, oops, wrong button. I'm going to put this in our Discord chat, and I want you guys to see this. I remember seeing this uh, a few years ago. So basically, it could be something supernatural. It could be people that, that are hermits that live out there in the middle of nowhere. It could be monsters that we haven't creatures or whatever we haven't discovered to me it could be several different things i like the idea because i like my ghost stories and my supernatural monster stories that there's something hiding in our cave systems um you know whatever it may be i don't have a solid thing but let me go ahead and put the picture in here so you guys can see what i what i'm talking about and bye so what that is it shows you know the how many people like have gone missing and it shows in the top portion of that image of where the most people have gone missing at and etc etc and then the bottom part is showing where our mountains and cave systems are and oh, so yeah and then if you think about it um like with the growing number of missing people in our national parks especially is there is like the national park systems don't even keep a list of missing people in their parks do you, do you know that you cannot find a list of missing people in national parks because you know they don't have a database on because of this no one knows how many people are currently missing in these parks and there's a sheer volume of people that go missing every year people that are hikers that go camping things like that there's mysterious things that happen and again there's no database because to the national parks like oh there's no way we can keep track of all that i mean it's kind of common like hey this is you know our friend Susie may and she went hiking and now she's gone but there's not an actual if you search and i actually did there's not an actual real like federal database on national park missing cases what and yeah, there isn't. Like, you can see, you can pull up random articles of missing cases and stuff from, like, small town papers, conspiracy theories, but as in an actual federalist, excuse me, you can't find that. You don't find that in the national park systems. That is insane. 
Yeah, so this is this conspiracy theory that stuck with me forever. Again, I don't have a real, like, actual thought as to what is behind these. Uh, it could be government government I... uh, tests and whatnot or whatever. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Could I? Okay, 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 okay. So, two podcasts that I listen to give, like, some credence to a little bit of this. So one of them is called Old Gods of Appalachia, and I will recommend that podcast to The Day I Die. That shit is awesome. Um, like, what it is is it's, like, the idea of, like, the supernatural in the Appalachian uh, Mountains, basically. And shit is awesome. It's creepy. It's amazing. Like, um, I listen to that crap all the time, and um, I just, I love it so much. But um, it talks about you know, like, what lies beneath and what kind of, like, boogie-boogie shit is going on. And then there's also one called The Storage Papers, which The Storage Papers is about this guy that buys a storage unit, and it happened to have been owned by a guy that was investigating supernatural conspiracy theories and stuff like that. So this guy takes up the... um like takes up the call and starts going through the stuff and he finds a whole bunch of different um like supernatural things but a good chunk of what he finds are like cryptid type stuff and so my thought is like this is a lot of those and i wish that our listeners could see this this map but a lot of those are in like different cryptid areas like you're looking at Chupacabra, you're looking at like the um, Bigfoot and like the the dairy, what is it? The dairy monster? Is that what it is? Dairy. And there's um, many of them. Huh? Mothman, you know, for example. Um, Mothman in yeah. West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's also the you know. Uh, pe- people that can be hermits, uh, people, you know, like the Hells Have Eyes movies, uh, you know, incestual uh, creatures, human beings that have become so incestuous over generations that they don't even resemble humans that much. Um, Yeah, I was about to go... Oh, sorry. No, 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 you're fine. I was about to go into that because it makes me think of the old story of Sonny Bean. Sonny Bean was a guy in Europe, and he created this lovely little... um, I guess, what's the word, like family full of a bunch of people. And what they did is they just inbred and inbred and inbred to the point that they were practically not even human anymore. And um, they would kidnap um, travelers on the road and those travelers on the road would be eaten. And uh, so essentially what they did is they would cannibalize all the travelers on the road and then they would um, essentially just breed with the ones they thought were pretty, and they would eat them when they got tired of them. They'd eat their dead, they'd eat travelers, they'd eat everything. So, like, that's what it makes me think of, is, like, if it's not supernatural, it's a family like Sonny Bean. It's a lot of families, because that's covering, like, a lot of cave systems and mountains. But so yeah. if any listeners want to see what like the image I shared on the Discord, all you have to do is go on Google and type in cave disappearances map and you go to images and it's literally like like the first image or the first few images. And that's how I found it because I remember seeing that exact image. So 
that's pretty crazy. And then another one, it's kind of simple, but I, okay, like the T-Rex. So we, everyone knows T-Rex, big, mean, scary, but has two little tiny arms. They're so cute and it's like, it's like funny. <laughs> to me, it's always, I've never bought into that, okay, as much as evolution is, even from all the way back to those prehistoric eras, that, that you have one of the most dangerous predators that were walking on that, uh, walking on the earth during that era. And it has the mighty jaws, it has that big powerful body, and it's, it's, it's just a fucking killer, but it has two scrawny arms that pull no purpose. I never have understood that. I don't, I've never bought into it as much as my adult and, you know, from being a, like, uh, older child and further, I don't buy it. I personally feel like scientists and things have it wrong, that I feel like they, those little arms should be turned back, I think about 180 degrees, to where they're more of like wings in a sense because okay okay listen if you look at a body of an ostrich or a skeleton of an ostrich and i'm also going to share this and listeners just simply you know skeleton of an ostrich you look at that that i just put into our chat that's an ostrich you see those two tiny little arms you see their body you see their body shape but they have wings so, the big wings yeah they have these really big wings now, now, saying with this T-Rex, I'm not expecting it to be for flight or anything. If it was for flight, that's fucking terrifying. You have an airplane in the sky that's also cannibalistic. <laughs> so, I'm not, by all means, I'm not going by that. But, so oh scientists have recently found out that the T-Rex had feathers. It's actually an established fact at this point. Now, for me personally, I would have been more than happy to think of them as big, scaly dragons. But yep. I can accept a monstrous bird. So now again, the wings, I couldn't tell you the purpose for them. Cause again, I don't think it was necessarily meant for flight, just like with the ostrich. But for me, two tiny little arms that are just simply hanging there doing nothing. It, it, cause, it serves zero purpose to an evolutionary monster as it was. I don't buy it. I personally feel like it's more of a wing thing than just simply two little arms are just like, eh, right here. Because, you know, God or whatever alien scientist or whoever is just like, you know what, I got bored, I got, I gave up, and I want to move on to the next thing, which is the lizard people. Okay, so, I have something for that. You know how an ostrich doesn't fly, right? Mm -hmm. If we're going on your theory that those are actually wings, what if they're there to either A, attract a mate, or B, to be terrifying? Because um, what... If it were for flight, it'd be like the freaking barodactyl, okay? Like you've you've heard that the motherfucking pterodactyl. The barodactyl, though. Oh my god. Okay. No, no, no. Go go ahead, continue. I'm gonna look up an image to see. It's what a song. Talking. It goes. It goes. Um, he is the motherfucking pterodactyl, and he mates with a bear, and they make a barodactyl. Like that. It's it's hilarious. It's very much up your alley. Um. But, um, like, that's what I immediately think of when, when you were talking about, um, it having flight, but, um, which please God, no, but the, if it had wings, it would be for mating or for being terrifying. But there is a theory out there that the T-Rex used those little bitty arms 
not for flight, not for mating, not for anything like that, that they were arms and they were specifically there um, to hold prey as it ate because the idea that they had at that point was that what if they're not um, aggressive? What if they're actually just um, scavengers like hyenas? So the idea was that if they're just scavengers like hyenas, yes, that's the picture of the barodactyl. That's exactly what I was talking about. Yeah. Um, that is exactly what I was talking about. Motherfucking barodactyl. Um. <laughs> but the whole point, though, is, you know, so I don't mean, like, the wings, like, there's no actual use for them. That's what I meant. I meant, like, as in, like, for a predator, like, oh, it should be meant for flying or you know, for attacking or something. No, like, yeah, with most birds, like, they they use their, their wings to scare off predator, other predators or, you know, a competition or to attract a mate, things like that. But right. I still believe that it was a predator. I don't think it was something that was just, you know, like a scavenger. I feel like it's too big and its jaws not pow- that much power to not be a predator. I just feel like it was a, a feathered fucking monster from you know the underworld that just came up here and said fuck shit up with feathers so that's <laughs> just imagine that's how mine. terrifying that would be yeah so that one's mine um and you know if i have time i'll talk about a couple other ones like because there's one there's a few that i want to read off that's uh conspiracies that turn out to be true and then a couple really disturbing ones that this stupid like podcast host or whatever He's finally, you know, things have finally caught him, but, uh, you know, he was spreading so much shit, and of course other stupid people believed him. Um, but no, Sarah, if you want to share um, a couple of yours, and, you know, we'll see. Let's see what else we're going to debate today. Okay, I have a couple good ones. So, mine are a little different from y'all's. Um, and I feel like all of these, every single one of these needs to be like retouched on (laughs) because I feel like we need to talk about all of them more. Um, But the first one that I have is um, the Mandela effect. Everybody knows about the Mandela effect, right? No, I don't need this brain fucking right now. I'm about to fuck your brain. Uh, Um, You know what? You asked for conspiracy theories and I have my own personal theory on this. This is a personal my own brain fuck okay so prepare prepare so here we go so the mandela effect right and everybody knows about the mandela effect they know that you know they remember things one way and it's really another way so are you guys familiar with cern c-e-r-n cern no so cern is a place in i think switzerland where um, essentially they have a giant um, collider. And what they do is they send atoms through that fucker and it's all underneath Europe, okay? Like the thing is miles and miles and miles in diameter. Um, In fact, while I'm thinking about it, let me, ah, CERN collider. Let me see exactly how big it is. I should have had this available. Collider. So in 2012, they turned this thing on, and you know, you've had small hedron colliders, but this is the large hedron collider, okay? Um, It's the world's largest and highest energy particle collider. It was built by the European Organization for Nuclear Research, so CERN, uh, or not CERN. 
between 98 and 2008 in a collaboration with 10,000 scientists and hundreds of university and laboratories. Um, date of operation, 2010 to present. So they turn this thing on, right? And they send an atom through it and they collide it, right? Well, there were a lot of concerns about, CERN, ha, concerns, about turning this thing on because they didn't know what was going to happen, okay? And, you know, scientists, they like to figure out, you know, all these things because that's kind of their job. So they are going to turn this puppy on, not knowing what's going to happen. And one of the theories that what would happen was that um, the universe would end. So my personal theory is that when they turned that thing on and it did its first pion, I think our universe did end. I think because there are, it goes into another conspiracy theory or really theory in general of the multiverse theory, which I know anyone that's a, a Marvel fan will understand what I'm talking about. Um, but the multiverse theory where um, there are many multiple pocket universes in each and every single um, decision that somebody makes creates another pocket universe. Or it could be a little larger than that in that like all... Um, major world events create a pocket universe and blah, 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 which would create infinite realities with infinite universes. And I'm not trying to get into quantum physics right now, but that's essentially what it is. Um, but the idea is that it did end our universe, but because we had another universe that was so incredibly similar that we merged with that universe, kind of like, um, in uh, the Spider-Verse, how, like, everything is similar, but Miles Morales doesn't have Coca-Cola. It's, like, a different brand name, that sort of thing. Everything merged at that moment, and that's why we remember certain things one way, and we knew for a fact that it was that way, but it's really not. I, I can kind of buy into that, because there's some, a lot of things with the Mandela effects that people are like you just can't find the existence which is you know the uh like hold on let me pull up some examples because i can't think of the topic like okay like tinkerbell is never in the opening scenes of of disney vhs movies i don't know i specifically remember seeing i remember her i remember that just like um berenstain bears and berenstain bears mm -hmm. i can't remember which one's right and which one's wrong i remember both yeah. And um, kind of like, um, what else, what else, what else, what else? Um, let's see. There's a lot of them. Uh, oh, mirror, mirror on the wall and magic mirror on the wall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's magic mirror on the wall, but I remember mirror, mirror on the wall. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So there's a lot of them, but I think it all boils back to when CERN turned on the Large Hadron Collider, I think that voided our existence and created a new, like we merged with another pocket universe. Mm -hmm. Thoughts? No, um, I think in a sense that could make sense. Uh, if you look from a scientific point of view of it, 
there's, I've heard about the super collider one. Uh, as soon as you start talking more into it, I have heard about th that theory. There's also the theory that we've caused so much chemicals and the amount of, you know, nuclear energy and bombs that have gone off on this planet in such a short amount of time. Another thing that can also, like, I couldn't tell you the specifics, and I agree with you, you know, we need a lot more time to rehash over some of this, but we can only lightly talk about these things because we only have so much time before Adrian just rudely cuts us off and saying we have to wrap it up. Which is <laughs> not cool. Um, so, we can this for hours and hours. Yeah, I mean, so some things we can come back and rehash, but we're just kind of lightly going over, and this is the job for the listeners, or even for us, you know, we continue to think about it. We can go and look into it ourselves, and we can decide, okay, do I really buy this? Do I not? And any listeners are subscribed and that are listening, they can always send us an email and say, hey, that one conspiracy theory about that one thing you guys talked about, that's a little bullshit. Or they can share their own insights or their own conspiracy theories with us, things that we can talk about in another future episode. Um, so I, I can believe that. I just can't really, because when it comes to science and things like that, I'm not good at explaining them and going into detail unless I'm specifically reading from it. But I listened to a podcast the other day myself and they were talking about, you know, oh, um, like they read an article talking about how much of all the nuclear energy that the world's produced has probably messed up with some with our own dimension or whatever like the way it's doing it it sounded very intriguing i cannot do it justice i'm gonna stop right there so with all the mandela effects that all of us remember a lot of things like you know i'm searching through this like you know pikachu i firmly remember pikachu the end of his tail being black the tip of, his, of pikachu's tail being black and it's like, oh, yeah, the steel was never, yeah, right? It's, no, they're like, it was never black. Yes, it was. I what color is it? It's just yellow. It's just a yellow tail. Oh, not. Yeah. Oh, it's black. Look it up. That's a Mandela oh, my God. That's a Mandela effect. Yeah. I specifically remember, like, having a poster and uh, in my bedroom with Pikachu on it, and I had a coloring book, and I was coloring in my coloring book exactly how my poster was, and was the and the tip of the tail was black. And yeah, it's, it's always been black. Yeah, well, nope, it, it, it's not. So that's another Mandela effect that, you know, can blow your mind. Oh my God, you just blew, I mean, not that I'm that into like Pokemon anymore, but I distinctly remember that. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of all the things to like rile me up on a particular day, that's the weirdest one, but like, holy shit. Yup. Yup. Did I blow your mind? You did. You, you oh, really right. did. So, Cause... what's another, oh no, no, was that your second one? Was that the, the main dilemma? That was my first one. Second one? That was my first one. Oh. I have one more. Okay. Like I said, both of mine are kind of in-depth, okay? Mm-hmm. So, this one is one that I saw on TikTok, and also I talked about it with some of the people I work with today. And I don't know how accurate it is, so I'm just going to put it out there, okay? This one is the idea that because of um, the world-changing calendars multiple different times, okay? Because... It has. It's changed from the something, I can't remember what it was, to the Gregorian calendar, which is what we use today. Okay? So, um, the theory is that 
the Ethiopian calendar never changed. And the Gregorian calendar, when it was adopted, it lost many, many days and years because it started counting from Jesus's um, birth or death, I think. Um, B.C. meaning before Christ, A.D. meaning Anno Domini, which is after. Okay? So um, it was based off of the ideals of Christianity, right? Whereas the Ethiopian calendar was just based on time. It began when they started um, recording time, and it continued. And part of this kind of sort of goes with the whole, like, ancient aliens and blah, 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 blah. But um, the idea is that because we have changed our calendar so many times, that the most accurate calendar is now the Ethiopian calendar, and in the Ethiopian calendar, the year is actually 2012, which is the year that the Aztecs predicted the world would end. See, I'm reading something different. I'm looking at an Ethiopian calendar um, site where it converts today's date, but it's telling me today, today in Ethiopia, it's August 25th, 2014. And that could also make sense because two years ago is when COVID started. Uh, you see, I've heard that one too. I've heard two different versions. Okay. So I like the one with the COVID because COVID kind of sort of did change the world. And if you think about it, think about it like this. Okay. From an energy slash whatever standpoint. So you guys know I'm very much into like pagan community and things of that nature and a lot of that stuff. So for the past few years, many, 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 many people in the metaphysical and the pagan community have been saying something's coming, something's changing, something big is on the horizon, yada, 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 yada. All of us have essentially been going, okay, I feel a change coming. And then COVID happened and everyone's like, holy shit. And it still feels like something's like, I guess pending like something is just not quite finished changing not quite done or what have you but think about it when COVID happened what did we see we saw dolphins returning to like places that they never been before we saw wildlife coming back we saw um, places that had been modernized um, growing plants again and basically we saw what would happen if humans weren't around. And so in a way, the world kind of did end and restart in 2020 because with COVID, everything kind of shut down. The entire world was at a standby. And so humanity in and of itself was removed from the equation for a certain amount of time across the globe and the planet was able to kind of, I guess, resuscitate itself a little bit here and there. So that's the version I like. That's my, my ideal version. But the version that was brought to me today when I was talking to them was the one that this year is the year the world is going to end. So the two versions I've heard. Well, that's not good for my anxiety. I know, right? But I like the one better that it ended in 2020 and that we are now living in a new world, like a new countdown, like a new everything. Yeah, I like that one better because, yeah, I mean, if you're religious, if you look at or the bad and what's going on in the world and the good, it's easy to tell that the world is ending. But 
think of it as like an era that's ending. Um, think of like throughout the period, the history of Earth itself, and how many creatures and species and evolutions and changes have, and they've been designated through eras. Uh, yep. So think of it that way. It's not necessarily, you know, us ending, it's just our era, and now we're moving on to things. Because like, think of it this way, we're moving on to the era of technology. Technology is yeah. becoming more and more. Space is becoming more of a rhythm. Probably by the time that um, we're all like sitting in a nursing home and you know uh, smacking the butts of like really hot nurses, uh, <laughs> so our grandchildren will be taking commercial flights to to the moon. Like it's just a regular Saturday. You know, it's summer vacation. Yeah. To the moon, because think of it like our grandparents. You know, probably getting on a flight like when they were our age, if not younger, was only something for the luxury for. Um, for the rich um, it wasn't as commercialized as it is now and you know going to their parents flights just wasn't a thing uh flying it was trains and wagons and very few people have cars so so much has changed and evolved and then you think of you know i have a co-worker that talked about how climate change that we're doomed and blah 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 bombings i support the whole you know taking care of the planet climate change i thoroughly believe that that is a, a thing and we have been destroying our own planet because of our technology and how we've been wasteful and how we use our energy. But we're also scientists and companies around the world are making changes and finding new ways to change these things. And then of course you think of that, um, I couldn't tell you the, the name of it, but the act that almost every country in the world signed besides of course us and I think Yemen and a couple other countries. Oh, but I know what you're talking about, but we did sign it, Trump backed out of it. Oh. Um, so same thing, just about. But all these yeah. all these countries around the world are going to do economic changes. Um, in Europe, most of Europe is, I think, by the year 2024, 2026, they're going to start banning um, gas-fueled uh, cars. It's either right. electric or economic, or you're not, or you're not having it, or else it's not legal. So, Solar powered or electric, like that's what they're trying to go to. Yeah, so, and these things are changing, and around the world, people are discovering ways to not waste food, to do this, to that. So, I'm all for the whole idea of the world's not ending, it's just changing into something that we haven't experienced before. Yes, and that's what I believe. Um, but, again, it's not my conspiracy theory. <laughs> Anyone so. really has a unique conspiracy theory, because if you kind of think about it, I mean, someone else has kind of already thought about it, or it's out there on the internet. So it's, yeah. it's kind of weird. Um, it is very strange. So we talked about our own personal ones. Uh, there's a little list here that I pulled up earlier. Um, it's basically a list of conspiracy theories that actually turned out to be true. Oh, dude. So, like, the first one, it's called the Dead Baby Project. The conspiracy what? is the government was stealing dead bodies to do radioactive testing. The truth of it is the government was stealing parts of dead bodies because they needed young tissue. They recruited a worldwide network of agents to find recently deceased babies and children and then take samples and even limbs, each collected without notification or permission of more than 15,000, uh, 1,500, I'm sorry, grieving families. So that actually- oh And what did they do with them? They were using it for like radioactive testing or other types of testings. Holy shnikes. Yeah. Um, I would kill somebody. 
right? Let's see what's the next one. Okay, so another one is bad booze. Uh, conspiracy. During prohibition, the government poisoned alcohol to keep people from drinking. The truth. Um, like, which oh, I knew that one was real. Yeah. Oh, you already knew this one? Yeah, I knew that one was real. Okay, so we don't need to talk about it. If listeners want to look into it, they can Google it. Um, no, you can, you can talk about it. Um, I don't. Adrian knows about it. Adrian, do you know about it? Yes, I do. Well, please continue. Oh, well, okay. So basically, between the years of 1926 and 1933, the federal government pushed manufacturers to use stronger poisons to discourage bootleggers from turning the alcohol into moonshine. Uh, of course, that didn't stop bootleggers or their customers, and by the end of Prohibition, more than 10,000 Americans had been killed by tainted booze. Limiting alcohol is a health advice doctors can agree on, but, the, but you know, that was a little too too much. And it, it keeps going on and on, but I'm not going to read the entire article. Um, the next one I pulled up was, of course, uh, well, no, we're not going to do this one. That was another uh, government mind control thing. I don't want to go into that one. The other one is the Dalai Lama's. Um, the Dalai Lama is a CIA agent, or was. What? Or no, is. I'm sorry, this is the current Dalai Lama. Because the truth of it is, is that um, he, so the Dalai Lama has pulled a six-figure salary from the U.S. government during the 1960s. Uh, according to declassified intelligence documents, he earned 180000 in connection with the CIA's funding of the Tibetan resistance to, um, this is to the tune of 1.7 million per year. The idea was to disrupt and hamper China's infrastructure. So the Dalai Lama has, is actually on RCIA's bankroll. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's like no bigger, no brainer. What's the next one? Uh, oh, that's another no brainer. Oh, okay, this is the one I love. Um, Canada tried to develop the gaydar. Oh my god, what? Yeah, so the conspiracy. The, uh, the Canadian government was so paranoid about homosexuality that it developed a gaydar machine. The truth of it, it really happened. In the 1960s, the government hired a university professor to develop a way to detect homosexuality in federal employees. He came up with a machine that measured pupil dilation in response to same-sex erotic imagery. The Canadian government used it to exclude or fire more than 400 men from civil service, the military, and the Mounties. The American government is just as guilty because they actually have their own uh, ones. Let's, let's see, there was actually, I, I have to find the article, I don't have that one pulled up, but I read it too earlier. Our own government, this is back around World War II, I want to say, uh, somewhere back then. But they were trying to make a gay bomb. So it wasn't to detect people that are gay. It was basically a, bomb, a chemical weapon bomb that they would drop on enemies and turn them gay. So they would be too what? busy having sex with each other than fighting us. What? That isn't true. <laughs> that was another classified document that was released. Oh my god. Okay, so it makes me kind of laugh about the whole Canadian government being paranoid about gayness because it was legal for gay people to get married in Canada way before it was legal here. Way before same-sex marriage was legal here. 
it was legal there in Canada. Mm-hmm. And I only know that because I am a avid fan fiction reader. And when I was in high school, there was a cute, uh, I don't even remember what it was fiction of, but it was a really cute story. And the guys ran away to Canada to get married and it was really, really cute. But, um, but yeah, no, like that just makes me giggle because Canada is so much more advanced socially and like emotionally than America is. And like, for them to be like, I'm afraid of gay people in the government. Like, that's that's so weird to me. Well, I mean, with that, it is a once again a generational thing because it, you know, it scares them. And for most people, they're afraid of, of what they don't understand. So you can imagine something like that would perk up their ears and they want to use that to their advantage. So no, no really shocker there. It has always baffled me why people don't like, or or I shouldn't say don't like, why certain people are against homosexuality. Because I've never really... Huh? Because they're secretly gay and they're insecure and so they lash out in anger. Typically speaking, yes, you're right. You know, a la American Beauty. But um, what makes me giggle about that, and people are like, it's not natural. My own mother says that. And I'm like, mother, it actually is. I can give you multiple different examples of animals that practice homosexual behavior. Lions, penguins, gorillas, birds, um, frogs, um, multiple different species that do. Frogs in and of themselves will change gender. They are transgender frogs. And obviously we know this because of Jurassic Park. Um, Because if there's not enough females around, they will literally change their gender to create more froggies you know but like even in greece and rome it was so acceptable it was socially acceptable to be homosexual and in fact it was expected of young men in rome to serve with an older man and they would become lovers and that older man would teach him about life and about um politics and like jobs and things like that and most young men could not get a leg up in the world unless they had um had an older man as basically their sponsor and he would help them to get a foot in the door um with whatever profession that they chose and it was just considered to be normal and in fact frowned upon if you didn't do that and nine times out of ten they were lovers and it would teach them how to be better lovers to their wives and mistresses and yada 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 okay so actually branching off of that and i know we only have so much time left on here and i'm trying to wrap up because there's like a couple more things i want to bring up but no 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 no, you're fine i mean this is what this podcast is about we we just talk so but branching off it completely remind me i don't know I remember watching a documentary on History Channel. I couldn't tell you that. I don't think it was Ancient Aliens, but it's off of History Channel. It's one of those documentaries I love watching. But kind of talking about this. So if you want to think of it as in a religious perspective, a scientific perspective, uh, perspective uh, uh, evolutionary, whichever way anyone wants to take it, I don't care. So think of this way. You know, back in medieval times, going further, human history, think of, for instance, the Bible. Um, and some of these other different types of religious texts that says being gay is a sin or this or that. But these are basically, it's telling you, you know, man and woman do this. Think of the Bible and those texts as a survival guide for those times. 
telling you how to live, how to plant your crops, how to treat other humans, because during those times, there's not that many humans on the planet. So it's growing us, it's growing the population. And again, determining however this is, however you want science, aliens, religion, evolution, whatever. So think of the Bible and this other religious text as survival guides. And now that there is way, now our planet is way too populated. So now think of it, what these generations, like the newer generations coming out. Uh, we have people that are gay, that uh, are pansexual, that are asexual, people that just don't want to have sex. People don't want kids like me. I do not want, I do not like the idea of having children. So now that's what the generations are coming up with now. Of course, there's more babies being made still, but there's a lot of people that don't want to procreate. There's people that, you know, they want their own children, but let's go grab a child that doesn't have parents. You know, and adopt them. So think of it this way is however you want to take it. Uh, throughout humanity, it was about how to create more life uh, through marriage, through arranged marriages. The goal was always to just get married and make babies and make successful lineage, which is basically making more people. And now where we are in time right now is we have way too many fucking people. So it's either yeah. we meet each other or we have gay sex. Or just don't make babies or you know something so that's what i was i i watched before and i like that i like that interesting point and again you can take it from different perspectives or you don't take it at all whatever but that that's like a, that was what when you were talking about that that's immediately that pops in my mind so can i piggyback off of that real quick go for it uh so there is also a theory out there that there is some sort of alien species or something that is farming us and that conditioned us, because you know, in the Bible, it does specifically state, go forth and multiply, okay? And that's something that, um, because my family is deeply, deeply Southern Christian, okay? Like, it's terrifying. I was raised Southern Baptist in the effect of like, anything that doesn't go along with what they believe is the devil. Think, oh God, think the water boy. It's the devil so essentially um i've heard it all and in a lot of different religions because i did um i i did research a lot of religions when i was younger trying to find my place in the world and one thing that um really stuck with me is that all of them all of them want you to um breed and want you to have more children and be plentiful and blah, 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 blah. So the theory is what if there is some sort of someone out there that is making us breed so that we will then um, multiply and be livestock, which could also technically go into your disappearances and your caves. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be connected there. So, and oh, man, see, this, we have to create a part two, or we have to go off on ancient aliens because piggybacking up of what you just said is an episode I watched where throughout history you have um, graf not graffiti, um, hieroglyphics, paintings, yes. all this stuff of of animals that are combined. You know, um, the you know, like the lion with the like the body of a goat or the body of a dragon, things like that. So think of it as uh, aliens just trying to figure out what pieces fit best. 
and you know thus is where we are now and we're still evolving to where they're probably like we're bored with these people let's try to make them different and yes. and so forth so i like that idea as well i have another thing off of that um which again goes into ancient aliens and i really think we should do a part two with this um, because I, I'm so excited right now and I have like so much energy about this, um, because, um, there are similar markings all across the world. Okay. So you've got the Mayans, you've got the Egyptians, you've got, um, different cultures throughout the world that have pyramids, different cultures throughout the world that have similar healing, um, knowledge, different cultures throughout the world that have built large things and different cultures throughout the world that have mentioned very, very tall people and flashing lights and like different cultures throughout the world who mention, um, uh, excuse me, different, um, like just strange phenomena and like writing and things of that nature at the same time. And how does that happen? Like, granted, it's entirely possible it all happened organically, but it's improbable. You know, so the idea is, you know, what if it was, you know, something like aliens? There's also a theory of um, trading routes and that Atlantis was, because if you read um, up on what Atlantis was considered to be, they had flight, they had electricity, they had all of the modern conveniences, and then they apparently sunk. And they were either somewhere in the Mediterranean or somewhere in the Atlantic. But if they were in the Atlantic, it would have been perfect for um, trade routes between um, South America to Africa and then around to China. And then just like more trade routes, kind of like the, um, the uh, Silk Road. So um, that is one way that they could all have the same technology as well. But then you have mentioned in the, in the Bible of a wheel in a wheel. Now, I don't know if you're very familiar uh, with the, the passages that talk about the wheel in the wheel in the sky, and I remember it mostly because of a dumb song that we had to learn when I was in choir, but um, essentially what it was was a bright light in the sky that was a wheel within a wheel within a wheel that was spinning in the sky, and um, certain uh, representations of certain angels are represented that way as well with a whole bunch of eyes on them. So when you think about it, could that be the thing that is farming us, you know? Or could that be the thing that gave us all the same information? Or could that be what created this? Could, could that be God, you know, like that sort of thing? Um, see, oh, man, yeah, we definitely have to do it part two whether it be next week or another future week because this is just like i mean we could honestly go all night and i can all night because uh or i don't think any of us can do that because we all have to work tomorrow and oh i better work tomorrow but i would stay up for this <laughs> oh we're fucking sure like we should do like a late night like it's gonna have to be split up in multiple podcasts and adrian's just gonna have to fall asleep and he's gonna wake up to like six hours worth of uh recordings to have to filter through you and, know what uh, mm-hmm how about when you have your three weeks of sadness, we come up for one night, like a Saturday night, and that's what we do. Yes. Uh, now you do. Now you do realize, Ashley. You know this is the root of all, Ashley. This is your show, 
so we can go for as long as you wish to. That's only up to you. Oh, yeah, but I know we have to do cutoffs at some point. And the conspiracy things, I mean, we could literally keep going, going. So I feel like where we are now is a kind of a good cutoff because we do have to go to bed because we all work tomorrow. And I just want to take a shower and relax. And I want to now pull up and save more files to some of my own favorites to talk about again in another episode. Oh, my God, me too. We can rock, paper, scissor it. We can flip a coin. Uh, We'll do coin of fate. But it can be conspiracy theories part two next week. Or we can do it another date. Or the next podcast theory I was going to talk about was the theme of apocalypse. Pretty much <gasps> how, like, okay, if you were to survive, how would you think you survived? Uh, what would you think your job role would be? Like, I mean, I whether it's realistic or what your own fantasy is. I mean, how the world ends. I mean, that that that's going to be the theme is the apocalypse. Then we're not going to talk about it now because we have to wait for another episode and we're going to talk about. It. I've already made a note in my phone that I want that to be the next week's topic is. So can I can I request that we have um, conspiracy theories part dose and apocalypse? So like I don't care which order it's in, but I am so excited about apocalypse. I have so much I want to say about that. Um, I already know I'm gonna die. Like I would never survive the apocalypse. There's no way that this fat girl is going to survive the apocalypse unless somehow we begin worshiping fat chicks, in which case I am your goddess. But uh, I know, right? I am your absolute goddess. Bow down, worship me, feed me, bring me bonbons. Thick bitch. Absolutely. Worship this thick bitch. But uh, I already know I'm not surviving the apocalypse. Oh no, for sure. I would not be able to either because if anyone's watched Zombieland, the very first rule is cardio, and that is not a rule I like to tend to. So that's true, but here's the thing, okay? Like I'm really good with a beat 'em stick. I really am. Like I can beat the shit out of something. But if I gotta run, I'm fucked. Alright? Exactly. Give me give me something that will keep me alive, great. But I will beat the absolutely ever living hell out of something that's trying to eat me. You know, so the only way I would survive is if I happened to be lucky enough to be with somebody. Um, and I know certain people and I know certain places to go. OK, zombie apocalypse wise. But like I could talk about this for hours and hours and hours. The but we do need to have. Huh? That's going to be another episode. I think personally we'll do apocalypse next week because okay. we can save conspiracies for another week. So that way, I mean, it's not like, because the, or if not, this podcast will turn into a conspiracy theory podcast, which is, I, you know, I have no, you know, qualms about, but I want to kind of section things off and get the people guessing, or if anyone's listening and they want to reach out to us and like, hey, talk about this one, this one's interesting, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's awesome too. Yes. In that note, if anyone wants to email me, it is cerberusmagic at gmail.com. Please email me with ideas for us to talk about because I am so down for these conspiracy theories and apocalypse things and horrible ways for me to die when the world ends. I mean, it's all going to be awful. Am I going to get eaten by zombies? Am I going to get eaten by cannibals? Am I going to lead a... Uh, uh, an army of people who worship me? Am I going to get a harem? Like, how is this going to work? So, like, please. Let me, let me turn the tables here, since you've already talked about your email. 
Or else can anyone else reach out to you at? Like, if they want to, you know, stalk your pages or, you know, send you feed pics. Um, well, um, me does dislike the feet, the feet pics, but, uh, um, y'all can find me on Twitter. I am at Cerberus Magic. Um, now mind you, spelling is S-E-R-B-E-R-U-S-M-A-G-I-C-K. Um, you can also find me on, oh my God. Instagram, I believe it's under Cerberus Magic, or it could be under Serby Cerberus. I'm trying to get back into TikTok, so Cerberus Magic there as well. Everything is Cerberus Magic. Just search it. You'll find me eventually. I'm looking it up, and you are full of lies. Am I lying? Which one am I? Which one are you looking at? I'm looking at Instagram. You are not Cerberus Magic on there. Oh, my God. I need to change my name then. Mm-hmm. There, because uh, I thought I was, so let me do that right freaking now what is my name on instagram I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, it's not like i use it properly while you're doing that adrian where can people's phones use well you can always find me on twitter at uh, walker ac experience 76 and of course you can find me on instagram under walker ac 76 i think that's how you can find me let me just double check and make sure i got that right Oh, well, no one knowing their own plugs today. You know, this is the way I am today. I'm, I'm tired. You can find me under Experience by Adrian76 with an X instead of an E. And, of course, you can find us on podbean.com. All your favorite shows, podcasts, everything under Walker, ac76.podbean.com as always. Oh, God, how do I change my name? <laughs> I think it's in your settings. Okay. If it goes somewhere in there. Um, now where you can find me is of course on Instagram, Majestic Lady. No ifs, ands, or buts. You're not finding me anywhere else. Or, I mean, if you do find me anywhere else, I'm not adding you. I don't add strangers unless you have free candy or Chinese food or Starbucks. Hey, Chinese food. But, give me um, a Give me wine. Eh, nope, I'm not a wine person. Tequila. Yum. So, um, now, because I know we're getting ready to wrap this up, so two more things to touch base on. One of the times that you're going to come over and hang out, we're going to have our own, whether it's recorded or not, we're going to talk more about conspiracy theories or whatever else comes to mind, but we're going to drink. So it's going to be, tequila is actually from, it's actually breast milk from giant people thousands of years ago. And just make no sense. That's what you realize that if we're going to be together and we're going to be drinking, we're going to have a very drunk podcast where we babble about this stuff, like yeah. worse than we already are now. Basically, it's going to get to the point that we're so drunk and we're doing nothing but drunk banter that we're going to believe that we're still recording. And meanwhile, Adrian has pressed stop recording like several hours prior and he's actually <laughs> in another room, probably sleeping. Or he's trying to find an Uber that can pick him up and leave. I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, um, another thing I must throw out there. I have to say hello to someone. Someone that's not on this podcast, but I know they're listening. Hello, Vaughn. How are you? Stop that right there. <laughs> Stop that. Hello, Hi, Jeff. How are you, Jeff? We miss you. You're not on the show. So you're a schlub, and we're gonna talk. We're gonna say negative things about you. Boom. Hello, Vaughn. You look gorgeous. <clears throat> Shouldn't you have the joke of the day, Ashley? Yeah, 
What, what's your horse get <laughs> on? Uh-huh. <laughs> Childhood forgotten. Oh, good Lord Almighty. So, yes, as we end the show, we always end it with something very special, something I really don't look forward to, and something that makes me very give, give a very, very deep exhale. It makes me so happy. Are you ready for this? No. I'm so ready. No. All right, this one I've had waiting for, like, several days. Ready, locked, and loaded. All right. What do you call a factory that makes okay products? What? what? A satisfactory. And good night, everybody. <laughs>